Hello. Howdy. 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 Did you guys hear that meow? That was my cat. <laughs> He's walking away. This is Bible Study Girl, but you may know me as Sarita. Um, and aside from the cat that you just heard, the first voice that you heard on this podcast was the voice of the executive producer, Bible Study Brother. What's up, people? It is I, Bible Study Brother, but I am also known as Icarus Gray or a gray area anime. This is the most wonderful podcast of your day. We are back to do another one please go and subscribe to the bible study girl uh youtube page which is down in the description if you get us to 100 it'll make this so much easier because then i'll just be able to say go to youtube.com slash bible study girl and uh yeah it'll make it way easier on you if you help us uh because we want to help you through your day awesome so in case you've been hiding under a rock, or maybe this is your first time listening to this podcast, we have been in an in-depth look at the book Boundaries. We've gone through and read, and today is a very special day. <clears throat> Although we've come to the ends of the road, <clears throat> uh, we are at the end of the road. In our boundaries journey, the book Boundaries was written by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And um, the subtitle is When to Say Yes, How to Say No, to Take Control of Your Life. This has been an epic journey for both of us. Um, and today we're going to discuss chapter 16, which is how to measure success with boundaries. And chapter 17, which is a day in a life with boundaries. We're going to do a mashup smash up to combine these two last chapters i mean we've gone through part one of the book which is what are boundaries we went to part two boundary conflicts and now we are happily living in part three which is developing healthy boundaries and let me say for myself i can't speak for anybody but myself this has been quite a journey if you're new around here and you've never heard us discuss the book boundaries before i can tell you it has been a transformative book in my life. I say it quite often um, and several, several times. It's not an easy read, not necessarily because the words are challenging, but because the book as a whole challenges you and it challenges your beliefs about boundaries and what's healthy and what's not healthy. I said not healthy, not healthy <laughs> from a Christian perspective. Um, and so... Some people find it rather easy to look at themselves, to really examine where they are in their life. And it's more difficult for others. I think I lean into the category of people that is always looking in the mirror. I always want to know what's wrong with me before somebody else points it out. At least that's what I say until I really start to look at myself. And this book is some, a book that has really challenged me and really brought out things in me that I don't like. But also on the flip side is give me an incredible opportunity to work on those things and to do better and to be better. Um, and so I'll say it again. I'm excited that we are at the end of this journey. If you have any comments about the book, how the book has helped you, or even how listening to us discuss different elements in the book, how they've challenged you or maybe changed your perspective on things. We love to hear it. We do love 
to get feedback from you guys because we are a community um, and it always helps us. It makes us better um, when you share what has been most impactful for you or what's not so helpful. <laughs> um, we welcome all back and forth communication. I think it makes us stronger. So brother, um, chapter 15, like I said, is all about how to measure success with boundaries and the authors. So last week we discussed different obstacles that you might face as you begin to use these healthy boundaries. We learn all these things about ourselves. We've learned tools, um, on how to implement them. And then last week was really about the things that you can encounter, the resistance you could get from the outside and the inside as you begin to walk this thing out and really live it. And it's not just something that's in a book. It's something that is part of your everyday life. Um, and chapter 15 gives us a handy 11-step guide to help us measure our growth when it comes to living out these healthy boundaries in our life. And there's a hierarchy, right? Number one um, is the beginning stage of establishing boundaries and lets you know you are on the tr right track all the way to the 11th step. And again, the book provides some very extensive examples of each Step and ways to know which step you are on as you begin your boundary journey. But I think it is a, a great measuring tool. And I will say this as well. We're not ever going to be perfect or have fully arrived until we are reunited with the Heavenly Father. Again, this is just a way for you to see I'm not as bad as I was. But there's definitely still room for improvement. Um, and so, brother, I'm curious, when you read through the different steps, were you able to figure out where you are in your boundary setting journey from step one to step 11? Where do you currently fall? It honestly felt like step one. And which is a uh, like resentment. So it's like and, and it. I, I could have been somewhere between, I think, step, I can't remember what number the step, but there's one step that's like guilt, accepting guilt, I think. Uh, There's a couple of steps that talk about guilt in different ways. So there's, so. Um, I have to, but hold on, now, now I got to do a little research, guys. Um, I felt like I was at the resentment stage in a way because I know sometimes when I'm thinking about, um, like a boundary that I'm changing. Like sometimes I still get angry or I'm still like apprehensive about what the response is going to be. Well, um, I think that, I think that is fair to say that you are at step one, because this is your first time reading through the boundaries book. So it's kind uh, that's of, uh, it, it could also be step six and I could be step one or step six, because it's either I rejoice in the guilty feelings of like, that or I resent making them. It switches between very far along and very much so in the beginning. I will say this too. I think that's very common and very regular, right? Like I said, it's not a perfection thing. I 
there's an ebb and a flow in progress. So I think it's safe to say you're anywhere on any given day between one and six. It's going to take consistently doing it and consistently implementing the boundaries in your life to really be more settled in a specific stage. But that's why I asked the question, because to me, this is my third time reading through (laughs) the book. And the last two times I read through the book, honestly, I think I had a I had a different fixation on different parts of the book. So this time it is a little easier for me to kind of judge where I am in the process. And I think that's because I, I mean, I've been doing the work for longer. So does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, Currently, right now, I'm between a seven and an eight in my journey to establishing and developing and living a life of healthy boundaries. Step seven is all about practicing grown-up knows. As a person that really grew up with uh, limited boundaries, having a firm no was a definite struggle for me, right? Um, and okay, so seven is having a grown up no, and then step eight is rejoicing in the absence of guilty feelings. So, for me, I'm at the stage where I can have a grown up no when someone asks me to do something, and then I don't have the guilt, right? Early on in my journey, when I had to tell my loved ones no or other people that weren't necessarily loved ones no oh ho ho Mm -hmm. the guilt would descend like a heavy blanket on me and i think we talked last week about the fact that your guilty feelings that you have that's not anybody else's responsibility, but yours, because you have to figure out why do I feel guilty? Why do I feel guilty about that? So I can say today, I'm happy that I'm at a place where I can tell people no and mean my no and and then not feel guilty about it, right? Because I'm, I'm not going to say my no won't hurt people. Sometimes your no's do hurt people, especially when they are used to you not having boundaries. But I have reached a place in my life where I know my no is no, Mm. and I don't feel bad about it. Um, I can give y'all, I think we talked about it earlier in some chapters when we talked about different difficulties you could have when you're interacting with different people. There were some times this past summer where I had to say no, and I was fine with my no, and I'll be loud with my no, and I'll say my no, even though everybody else is thinking no, but they're too scared to say it. Um, And I don't think I I know I would not have been able to do that, not even three years ago, to have my no, know my no was a valid no, um, and stick beside it and not feel bad about it. It just is what it is. And that takes growth. That takes time. It takes work. Um, being at a position and a space in my life where I am 
determined to live the best life that I can has been an incredibly freeing experience. I've shared before that the developing of the boundaries is not necessarily easy. And I think we kind of hit on that last week. The journey may be rough, but when you reach, when you get past the bumps and stuff, man, it's an exhilarating feeling. It is a freeing feeling. And it frees you up to do more of what God called you to do, right? You are not bound to what people in this world want and the expectations that others have put on you. You are really freeing up space for God to use you in the way that he intended you to use you without you being worn down, without you being grumpy and tired because you've reached a point in your life where you recognize What's in your boundaries to control? We talked about the house analogy when we first started reading the boundaries book. God gave you a house. This is your yard. You're in control of this fence. What comes in and what comes out, right? You can have a yard that um, is full of chaos because you're just letting anybody come in and out at any time whenever they want to because you haven't established healthy boundaries. You could also have a yard that has grass that's withered and dead and not healthy because you're so busy taking care of the neighbor's yards that you neglect what God gave you. So I am thankful that I've reached a place where I'm more mindful of what God gave me and of my responsibility to take care of that. Um, brother, mm-hmm. what do you think? Okay, so both of these chapters deal with what life could look like for you with healthy boundaries. What do you think are the things that you'll take away from actually reading the book? What are the steps that you think you can actually start to walk out in your everyday life right now today as a result of having gone through the boundaries book? Mm, I think growing to knowing um, what's my yard and what's somebody else's yard and and growing to the acceptance of your yard is your yard, Um, which as you know, I'm in a season where there's a whole lot of other yard managing Um, and getting to the acceptance of, well, these are the things that I have to worry about for my life, for my career, for my marriage. Um, that's what I have to take care of. Um, you know, I can pray and be an assistance in certain ways, but uh, the growth of getting to accepting, like, it's not my responsibility. And I not only is it not my responsibility, I trust God enough to know that whatever happens to the people that you stop taking care of their yards, God is taking care of them. And however they have choices to walk with him or not walk with him or not accept provision or or whatever, whatever uh, machinations or things that they're going through. And the acceptance of that to where I'm living freely in the fact that it's you know, like you said, the acceptance of any of the things that go on is is what I'm most hopeful for. Um, what I'm most looking forward to uh, is what I'm working very hard to be at 
uh, and make my no's be my no's, my yeses be my yeses, and be confident in what I need. Like, what is it that I need? You know, why, uh, like, I might be uh, getting an attitude about something that doesn't even halfway require an attitude. What's going on? You know, what What am I trying to actually say? Um, none of these things are uh, attacks on every moment in my past. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, they are illuminations to, well, this was my responsibility. This part was, this is what I needed to um, assess. These are the things that I took from it. These are the things that are okay with me. Like, that was fine. That's where I set my boundary. And I got to be okay with that. I got also had to be okay with, uh, when you say agree to disagree, sometimes we just say it as, um, just as an idiom to say, to like give you the, the, the freedom to like walk away and not care about what the other person said. How right. I think about it with boundaries is, I empathize and I understand that that is how you feel. I do not feel that way. I respect your feelings. I also ask that you respect mine. We don't have to see eye to eye or get to a point to where, like, your feelings aren't forming mine or or vice versa. But how you feel is valid to you. I will, you know, whatever it is I need to do to uh, be accountable for my parts in terms of whatever it is that you know I'm I'm thinking about, I'll do. But that's not your responsibility, um, and uh, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with respecting your feelings and your thoughts on something that don't involve me. You know. So let me ask you this question. I don't know if we if I asked you this at the beginning. I feel like maybe I did. When you think back on when we first started reading the book, which was way, it was summertime. It was way mm-hmm. in the middle of the year. This has been like a six-month journey. Mm-hmm. When you, well, four months. Anyway, the whole point of the matter is we have been in boundaries for months and months so when you think back to where you were before we ever cracked the pages Mm -hmm. did you even imagine or anticipate that the book would speak to where you are in life as much as it does zero like i i mean i thought i just thought because you we, we talked about that first paragraph. Like, it's not even like the first sentence or or things of that nature. It's that first paragraph where you're sitting and you're like, finally, somebody understands that you are a terror on my life and not respecting my boundaries. And then it's like the next couple sentences and things. And it's like, but that's your problem. <laughs> you didn't do it and I'm like oh I remember the first time because that's where I stopped in the initial so I remember like getting past that and like you start in that defensive state you know when I started in that, I started in that defensive state of like yep 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 I've talked about this and then it's like but that's something I gotta say but that's my problem that's something I'm dealing with okay but how do I Oh, it doesn't even matter. I just have to like 
<laughs> stand on what I need to stand on and then just go from there and be healthy and be free and let go and let God and all of these things that are very difficult because you're basically telling me in so many different ways, it's my responsibility. You know, you've given me an acceptance of the fact that something happened to me, but if I want to move past it, it's my responsibility to find the support groups that are going to help me move past it, to accept what happened to me and, you know, move forward, let it go, all these other things. And it's just, it, it was a roller coaster, bro. And it's just like, and it's still going, you know, and, and like I, I'm repeatedly talking to people about this book when I'm talking to them and trying to like inspire or encourage like, hey, you ain't wrong for like how you feel. Just do the thing that you need to do for you because ain't nobody else going to do it. And that is true. I will say, you know, I feel like I repeat myself a lot, but it is very true for me. It sounds. I think. Maybe. I'm I'm like much like you. You agree with all the turmoil that the lady is going through in the first chapter, right? Mm -hmm. There are so many expectations on her and so many responsibilities that she has. And if you grow up in a church and you have a love for God quite often, you get sucked into the messages that you just give and give and give and give and give and give until there's nothing left. That's what you were called to do. And to have to face the reality that maybe I didn't, maybe I don't really understand what God wants for me. Maybe I don't really understand what's healthy. Maybe I don't really understand oh, what's girl. a <laughs> Because. You ringing my, like, that one? That one? <laughs> that one <laughs> phrase of maybe I don't understand what's healthy. And you just looking at, like, oh, the attacks. But see, what I'm going to say is. A lot of times we don't know what's healthy because we've never seen healthy. We we function in our dysfunction and don't even realize that that's not what God has for us. Um, because how many times do we really sit outside of a Sunday service or Wednesday night Bible study or whenever your church does Bible study if you attend how much time do we often sit and study the scriptures to have a good understanding of what boundaries are or just study the scriptures, period, to be able to know this stuff, right? And a lot of times if it's not just taught to us, then we don't know it. We tend to cling on, like I said, to the dysfunction. And not and not in a... In a Star Trek way, guys, we're not just speaking Klingon. We tend to <laughs> dad joke inserted, and you laughed. <laughs> the ha 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 ha. Uh, so we hold on to what's unhealthy because that's familiar to us. So to sit down and to read a book. That is based on the truth of God's word 
and to see that the way you have been thinking and the way that you have been living is not healthy is a shock to the system. You know, I would be the first to say, you know, we grew up in church. We're in church all the time, stayed in church, never left church. We were at church. Our mama drove the van uh, with the youth. She opened and closed the church. She was the church secretary. <laughs> like if we, you know, we were in the choir, everything, church, our lives revolved around church. And so to be so connected with Christ and still so off, that's that's a shock to the system. <laughs> oh no, that's a shock to the system, but it's also a shock to the system that the, the culture of things that we got stuck in were around that we could have said no and it would have been okay. And it would have been okay. Like, and I and that's one big reason why I wanted us to talk about this book and to read this book. I don't believe that we grew up in a community with people that wanted to harm us, right? That that meant evil but i think uh across the christian community there is a tendency to overload and to overwhelm and to manipulate and guilt message like you said it's cultural yeah we accept it it's it's literally and this is why it shows poor boundaries to me the simplest example that all of you realize is what is your expectation if you when you go to college and you meet somebody who is somewhat spiritual, who is like loves God, so on and so forth, whatever the case may be, your normal expectation and what majority of you just heard in your heads is, oh, they finna wild out. But why are they going to wild out? <laughs> because this is the first time where they have actually been able to make choices for themselves. <laughs> that are not indicative of what this person thinks or what that person thinks or whatever this person wants. And because their boundaries have been getting taken advantage of for so long in so many different ways, whether it's, you know, your attendance, like it gets to where you make the choice to follow God. And then everybody makes choices for you. Right. And I, think that's why this discussion of this book and boundaries is so important. Christian parents have a lot of responsibility and they have a lot of opportunity to to help their child develop healthy boundaries, to give them the space to make safe choices so that when they are away from home for the first time, they don't become these wild, you know, (laughs) I want to see what it's all about kind of people. I, and that's hard to do. I think it's hard as a parent. I think it's hard for me personally, just as a person. And I also recognize that it's hard as a parent to train up a child to have healthy boundaries, especially when you have not ever experienced that for yourself, or you're not even aware that that's something that you struggle with, right? I don't think, um, again, I, I don't really feel like people are out here trying to, for the most part, I don't think 
people are out here trying to harm other Christians. We just get into the culture, right? And not really the connection with our creator. And so I'm grateful we had an opportunity to walk through this book. And I'll tell you this, there's a sharp contrast between the life that the lady lives in chapter one that has no boundaries, where people are walking all over her. Mm -hmm. She's overwhelmed. She is stressed. But she truly feels like she's doing everything she can to glorify God. Mm -hmm. Versus the woman that emerges in chapter 17 who's had to make some difficult decisions, right? She's had to tell the church lady, no, you can't just call me at two o'clock in the afternoon and want me to come to the church tomorrow at eight o'clock in the morning with this, 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 this While done. I'm cooking dinner in the middle of family right. time, like you can't steal time from me and be okay with that. Right. Um, a husband and children that, Again, she was overwhelmed in the first chapter because she's doing it all. But in chapter 17, she has developed a routine. If you want me to cook breakfast for y'all in the morning, you have to clean up after I cook. These dishes need to be put up in the dishwasher. I'm not asking you to do something that is outrageous. I'm asking you to be responsible for the things that you can be responsible for so that I can be free to do other things, right? She set boundaries with her husband. Okay, this is what I need from you. I need for you to tell me I won't be home for dinner. Oh, great, hun. Since you're telling me that, I'll we can eat later. Just let me know when you're gonna be here. Instead of instead of chaos, because you're trying to appease everybody, she has achieved a lifestyle where. She's responsible for what she's responsible for in her four walls, her boundaries. And then I'm giving you your responsibilities. And it's not an ultimatum. No, it's just you it's are given the choice. You are given the choice. I'm telling you, this is what I can handle. This is what's. I don't have to be everything for everybody. This gives me the opportunity to be the best that I can in so many different areas. And I can tell you that I'm happy for her, this fictional woman in the book that is really a representation of so many people that live busy lives, that are juggling all the things. I'm happy for her, but I'm even happier for me myself. Mm -hmm. Because it's an indication to me of what my life could be, the order and the balance that I could have in my life if I make it a habit to consistently set healthy boundaries with other people. I've said it before. I will say it again. It's not easy. No. And everybody is not going to be on board with your journey. You, We talked about it last week. You will probably have people that feel... You're being mean. And before we get there, because even like there, because there's two parts of that story, this redeeming story. Uh, and I forget Sarah, I think is her name. It doesn't even matter. Um, but that was like so crucial to, I know a lot of y'all had dealt with this. So one, 
in the beginning, her mom would just come over whenever she wanted to come over. She would just call and then guilt trip her daughter into spending time like, oh, you just don't care about me. Oh, uh, you know, her parents had a divorce, I think, sometime soon or her daddy died. I can't remember which. And so her mom would always guilt trip her into spending time. So in the in her newfound boundary, her mom came over on a random night. She had to spend time doing a science project with her son. And she was like, hey, you can come in here and watch or you can go home, whatever you want to do. But I got to I got to do this. And she hit her with the, the you know, the guilt message. And it's just like, OK, and closed the door and went on about her business. And yeah, it made her feel a way, but she was able to stand on that. And then the second one that was like so encouraging for me is the friend one where sometimes it hurts to 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 stand up for yourself in a friendship that you have not stood up for yourself for. You are not somebody's you are not somebody's therapist. You are not somebody's God. You are not somebody's one-way street. Like if that's the kind of relationship that they need while neglecting every single one of your needs as a friend, you got to reassess and that's difficult. But it's much more rewarding to you to see where you actually stand and to free yourself from an expectation that will never be filled because they don't have healthy boundaries or they don't have um, a, a healthy sense of themselves or insecurities, whatever it is that they're dealing with. You are not um, you're not the the, uh, the, the you're, you're not a charity case. You're not right. somebody who can only be like giving a couple pennies every now and again just because somebody feels sorry for you. Your value, uh, and I think that was uh, step five or seven, but um, treasuring yourself. Yeah, treasuring treasure your- the things you treasure. Treasuring the things you treasure. I think, like you. I guess what you said is really true. It is like a redemption story. She is redeeming what is valuable, not only to her, but what's valuable to God. God has given us all unique gifts and he wants us to be good stewards of those gifts. He wants us. So that requires us being good stewards of our boundaries and what's healthy. Um. I guess I'm trying to figure out the way. There's a cost, though. There is a cost to doing. There's a cost to living out a a life with healthy boundaries, and at some point, you do have to count the cost and decide. Um. Is it more worthwhile to hold on what's familiar and comfortable to me, even if it's unhealthy, even if it's killing me? Or should I take the leap and follow what God has for me? You know, I don't ever, I'm I'm not a therapist. I'm not a one-stop shop. I don't have all the answers, but I'm excited that I do get to share just one of the tools that has helped me through the years. I highly recommend the boundaries book. I also highly recommend therapy if you can afford it. Um, I often accuse my mama of being like, um, I don't know what you're mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would accuse my mama of not 
at times not being aware that like everybody can't mama everybody can't do this or everybody oh lord i knew this where you was going oh you my knew mama. This, or everybody can't do that like um and so i don't want to be <laughs> i don't want to be blind or just like throwing out i'll go to therapy because it's not i mean it it is it's expensive and um it's an investment but i personally have found it to be incredibly worth it um so if you can't afford therapy, there are different resources available in the community, um, different hotlines you can call if you need some help. And if you just really cannot, um, maybe your church offers spiritual counseling, you can go to your pastor. Or even if not your pastor, you could check with your church to see what kind of resources they have and what kind of connections they have to the mental health community to help you get the help that you need. Um, and it may not just be with boundaries. It could be with anything, but I'm a big advocate. We can't do life alone, even though at times we want to, and it's more comfortable to be alone than it is to reach out for help or seek help or talk to people. But I, I encourage you to do that. Cause like I said, I'm not a therapist or a counselor, but I have found that therapy has been life changing for me and life enhancing for me as well as having community with fellow believers, people that have a true relationship with Christ that has helped me get through some of the toughest seasons of my life um, and has pushed me to do better, to be better, really to be the best that I can be. So um, brother, thank you for walking through the boundaries book with me. It has been a you know long journey. What? Initially, I wanted to fight you um, because I thought this was just something fun because you read so much and you were like, you were being so petty by inviting me in on this. <laughs> but it has been a huge blessing to do this with you and to like really take that next step in healing and growing our relationship. Not that, you know, there was not a lot of healing done. There was a lot of healing done prior to this book, but to push that into the next step of that and push us into being better people for each other and respecting each other, no matter how hard that is. Cause again, we have trained of actions that we do sometimes, but like noticing them and being able to say, Hey, I'm sorry for that. Like I remember after the first couple of chapters being like, Hey, I'm sorry. I made you just see. My bad. I, I I didn't mean to do that. I, I should just, you know, like if I need this or whatever, um, you know, and I, I've just been blessed by that. That that has been one of the greatest gifts that I've gotten in a long time is being able to stand on our relationship and stand on things that like happened. been like, no, this is truthfully happened. But I accept these are the things that I accepted and, and I don't want that to be the the end of of our growth our evolution where our relationship is i want it to be healthier i want it to be in a better place i want to be like yo this is where i stand this is what i respect like this is what i um this is what i need i respect what you need i'm gonna get on it and we gonna you know when if we got to come back to the negotiation table at some point you know we can because <laughs> we respect the boundaries you know right and so Thank you for doing this, you know, like I said, and because even though you e even funny enough, even though you were being petty, you were still not being hateful. 
It was just a okay, since we gonna do we gonna do books. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let and, us do books. And that was more of a like cause you could have picked anything. Like you could have put picked some uh fictional book that you know talks about some siblings, but you picked something that you knew would be beneficial for us. Uh, and you wanted to give me an opportunity to have growth in myself and have growth in my relationships. And I appreciate that. You are welcome, brother. Um, I think it's always good for me to go through boundaries, the book, because like I said before, it's changed my life. And I think it has, like you said, been very helpful for our relationship for us to really see where we are and to have a better understanding of what healthy looks like instead of our continual patterns and routines um, to step out of that and really trust that God is able to do just what he said he would do. We just have to be willing. (laughs) He's able. He's able. We just have to be willing to take that step and trust that he's going to continue to lead us and guide us. So thanks for taking the journey with me. I look forward to the next book that we do for the Bible Study Girl Book Club. I don't know that it will necessarily be this long or painful, I don't know. Um, but I think this was a perfect first book for us to kick off the series together. I'm uh, really interested to see what you guys want to hear us talk about, maybe for our next book club discussion, or just what you would like to see us discuss in the new year. I'm excited to see what I say that. Let me quit lying. I'm curious to see what 2024 holds. <laughs> I'm not going to say that I'm excited. I think you know uh the end of the year has been a bit more challenging for me uh, in general because you never know what the new year is gonna hold could be good could be bad um it's a mixed bag so anyway um you can leave us messages in the comments you can always message us on the facebook girl uh facebook (laughs) on the facebook bible study girl page if there's something you want to say but you don't want it to be seen by the general public. People do it all the time. We look forward to reading your messages and interacting with you. It encourages us and lets us know that we are we are on purpose. We are on assignment. We are doing what the good Lord has called us to do. So it's always good to hear from you. I am going to swing it over to Bible study brother because this is not part of my ministry. It's part of his. Well, or not. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys for coming and joining with us as always. Um, I would direct you down to the description to make sure that you follow us on all social, social platforms uh, where we post regularly about the episodes that are coming up, things that we're uh, working on, videos. Um, all of our socials are down in the description. I want to encourage you during this season, if you need prayer, send your prayers and everything to um Bible study girl 2019 at gmail.com or on our Facebook page and the messages because we're more than willing to pray for you guys and more than willing to to um intercede on is on your behalf uh because we know how the holidays are we know um what that can mean for a lot of people and we're not gonna let capitalism infect anybody uh during this season if we can help it so allow us to be there for you if you need it um, and even if you just want us to just Correct. pray for you, period, just reach out. Um, this 
has been the Bob City Girl Podcast. Uh, remember that it is not I or you that preach. You didn't do Instagram. Well, no, I didn't do the whole thing because I just did. Those are just the contact points that I want them to contact for the holiday. The rest of it is in the description. Oh, God bless you. That's why I said that. Okay. Uh, God bless you. We've changed the thing, you know, because you actually got it down there. So I want them to go to the description. Um, So are you judging me because I wasn't putting them in a description box before? Then I'm going to let you get off of here because you're just judging me. A little bit. I really was because I was like, yo. I say it all the time, and I judge you because you was never like, wait, "Hey, wait, my boundary wait. is I haven't done any of that." <laughs> no, no, no. It, okay, so listen, uh, it wasn't like a hard boundary for me. It was just kind of like, ah, "He says it, but I uh, <laughs> haven't gotten around to doing that." So, yes, okay, brother, I'm gonna be quiet and let you do what you do. <laughs> Remember, y'all, it's not I or you, but we preach. And until we meet again, guys, keep preaching.